Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Coastline, how y'all doing this morning? Doing good, man. Yeah. Um, some people are still still working on their coffee. Good thing that we get some delicious island roasters. I'm cheating on them right now with some Starbucks. Don't tell them anything. Um, hope you guys are having a good week. Everyone have a good uh, Labor Day weekend. You had some good time spending some time with family or by yourself, just hanging out and making some memories. It was, a, it was a great weekend for, uh, for the Nichols family. Um, we went and hung out at the beach for a little bit. And, uh, you know, the kids are sitting there. You know, I'm, I'm kind of guy when it comes to the beach, like, I want to hang out in the shade, you know, get a little bit of sun and just chill, right? That's what the beach is for. You just hang out and chill. And the kids are like, Dad, let's go in the water. Dad, let's go in the water. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go in the water. We go in the water and, like, I get to the point where just past the breakers and the water's crystal crystal clear. I'm like, this is beautiful. And as I turn, like, like from me to like four feet away, is the shark just cruising cruising past me. I'm like, that's enough. Okay, here we go. And so, I mean, the kids went in and they were like, oh man, that was short. I was like, dude, that was, that, that shark wasn't short. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you guys had a good weekend. Today, I'm excited um, for uh, a couple things. One is uh, we are. Um, we're finishing up this series that we started just a couple weeks ago called Rooted. And we've been talking about different elements and things that we can do in life, maybe some characteristics that we can add or some, uh, maybe some, some things we, we, we kind of, uh, maybe some disciplines we can uh, kind of add to how we do life and how we pursue God that will help us to continue to grow uh, in our faith. Will, will allow us to continue to grow these, these roots down so that we can have this firm foundation of faith that we have in Jesus Christ. And I think that when it comes to this ongoing relationship we have, I think it is something that, that should continue to grow, much like uh, many of us are, are in relationship with a significant other or a spouse, that relationship could, can, should continue to grow. We want our relationships with our kids to continue to grow. I think the same thing should happen when it comes to our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we've been talking for the past few weeks about these different things that they'll be like spiritual food and allow our foundation to grow. One was uh, first week we talked about scripture. Uh, the second week we talked about service. Third week we talked about selflessness. Uh, last week I talked about solitude, which is probably one of the hardest things for me being a people person. It's the hardest thing for me to do. Uh, and then last thing today, I specifically want to talk about Sabbath. Sabbath is a very churchy word that uh, if you're new to church or, 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 uh, or new to the faith, maybe it's something you've never heard of before. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that today we can kind of discuss it and kind of explore it together. So, you know, it takes maybe a little bit of the, the religiousness out and we get to the, the foundation of what, what God was communicating to his people and what God wants us to have when it comes to this, this thing that will, will continue to grow our faith, this addition of, of Sabbath into our lives, this idea, this concept of what Sabbath is. And so if you guys are okay with that, uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll jump right into it. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all that you're continuing to give us and show us and teach us. I thank you that, uh, God, as we continue to pursue you, we change continually. We continue to grow. And I, God, I pray that as this world changes around us, as our culture continues to shift, 
Uh, Father, I pray that our, our foundation will be firmly planted in our relationship with you. God, I pray that when, when times are tough, we would continue to look towards you. I pray that as I preach this word, you would use me to communicate to, to us, your children, and how we should continue to do life uh, this week and for the weeks and years to come. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. So Sabbath, how many of you guys have ever heard the word Sabbath before? If you didn't, it's, it's all right because it's, you don't feel weird about it or anything because it's one of those things that, like, it doesn't get used in, like, day-to-day conversation, right? You're not, like, out fishing with a buddy and, and talking about the Sabbath you had last week, right? That doesn't, that doesn't come up. You're not getting a massage and talking to your masseuse and saying, man, I just had a wonderful Sabbath this past week. It's something that, unless you're in church, you probably have never heard before. And it's something that, that is, is it's just a little bit, little, bit, little bit different to even hear me talk about it now. It's not something that I talk about a lot or pastors talk about a lot uh, from pulpits all across America. But Sabbath, the word, actually comes from a Hebrew word. This Hebrew word is Shabbat. And it's, it's a big deal when it comes to, to the, the Hebrew culture, when it comes to, I think, I believe it's a big deal even when it comes to our, our faith and relationship with Christ. But Shabbat, this, this idea of where we get Sabbath, doesn't mean like to, to take a break. It doesn't mean to rest. It doesn't mean to like, you know, just catch a breath. This, this word Shabbat, if you were to look into the root of what it means, it actually means to cease. It means, it means to stop. Now, when it comes to like the, the Jewish faith, when it comes to, to, to Jewish culture, there's, there's a collection of books or a collection of writings and, and teachings from rabbis that's, that's, that's huge. There's so many of them in there. But uh, this, this collection is called the Mishnah. And of all the topics in the Mishnah, of all the things that these, these rabbis could have taught about or could have, could have tried to research and try to hone down and find, try to, to help people understand the true meaning of, of, of what the law was and of what, of what the word says, the, the thing that's talked about the most that's wrestled with is, is this idea of Sabbath. And so where does Sabbath, where does Sabbath come from? This idea of Shabbat, this idea of, of ceasing, of stopping. Well, we see it starts actually in the, the beginning of time. If we look back in the book of Genesis, the very beginning, when God's creating heaven and earth, we see this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, or verse 31. It says, Then God looked over the, it, all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and came, or, and morning came, making the sixth day. One of the things I love to do as, as a man is mow the grass. Anyone here like to mow the grass? Maybe not in the middle of summer, but like maybe the first cut of summer, you know, where it's like you get the, like the perfect stripes, right? And the grass blades are going one way, they're going the other way, you get everything edged. What's the best part about growing, or about mowing the grass? Don't say the smell, other than the smell. What is it? When you're done? When you're done, that's exactly it. Because when you're done, you look back, and you can see, you see every, the whole yard, and you're like, Dude, that looks different. Man, that looks good. It's, 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 it's this enjoyable feeling. It's like I accomplished something. I got, I got done with it. And so we see God does this thing where at the, at the end of the sixth day, he looks back and he sees, he sees that it's good. He's like, man, I, I, filled, I filled the earth. I created heavens and earth and created birds and, and fish. 
But it says this in chapter 2. This is the very next verse. Verse 1 through 3. It says, So the creation of heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. It says, On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. It says that God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all of his work of creation. There's a couple things to pick up on this. You know, before, before we got the term Sabbath, the seventh day of rest, it, it comes from this word Shabbat. But before even Shabbat was even around, before the, the Jewish culture had a word for this, this time of ceasing, of stopping everything, they called it the seventh day. And the, what they got the model from was because of what they see of what God did in creating heaven and earth. At some point, after the six days of creation, God stops. He takes a break. He ceases all work of what he's doing. Now, I'm of the mind that, like, I'm, I'm a little rebellious, right? I'm a, a little, I don't, like, when people tell me, like, I've got to do something or, like, or, like, this is, this is how it's done, like, I don't receive the answer of, like, that's just because how it is. Like, like I want to I know why, or I want to, like, push boundaries. Anybody here push boundaries before? I'm sure no one, two or three people. My daughter should be, like, she's, like, the number one boundary pusher. So when I read this part, of it, and, and, I, and I, I remember hearing in church all, uh, growing up, you know, his mom had us in church uh, any chance she, ha- she could take, I remember hearing this idea of, like, you're supposed to rest, you're supposed to stop on the seventh day. You're supposed to, that's, that's Sabbath. It's, it's something that's supposed to be holy. And, and, and in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking, why? Like, like what's, the, what's the reason? Like, why are we doing this? I was like, well, well God did it. Okay, well, why did God do it? You know, I, as, as I think to myself, I'm like, you think God was tired? You think it was one of these things where he, like, he worked for six days and he's like, you know what? That was enough. Like, I don't have any more energy. I've done everything I can do. I'm going to stop. Let's take a break and just hang out and watch football, right? I don't, think he was, I don't think it was that he was tired. But for some reason, he, he shows people, he communicates this, this message that, like, on when it comes to even the creation of the world, when it comes to the person that created heaven and earth and everything in it, that put man on earth, he says, I worked six days, and on the seventh, I, I stopped. I didn't work. I, I, I sat and, and I rested. After looking on it and saw, seeing that it was all good, I, I stopped. And so we see that God does this. But, but not only that, I, I think it's interesting. In all of the Bible, you know the first time, in all of the Bible, the first time that, that, that the Bible uses this word holy to describe anything, the, for the first time that we hear God say that anything is holy, in all of the Bible, the first thing that he says it wasn't in the, in the creation of man. It wasn't in the creation of woman. It wasn't in the creation of anything on this earth. The first thing he said is holy is, is this declaration, this day, this seventh day of ceasing, of stopping. This, this seventh day of, of rest, this, this Sabbath. I was talking to someone this past week, and, um, and uh, I'm talking to him. I was like, dude, I was like, man, I feel like, like, I see you working, like, all the time. Like, you're just, every time I talk to you, you're go, 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 go. 
was like, when's, when's your day off? Like, when, when's the last time you took a, took a day off? As he's talking to me, he's like, well, you know, well, I've just been, just been busy, man. You got to get it while you, while you can get it. There's just so much to do. It's piled up, you know. And he's like, but I'm, I'm there now. You know, even today, he was telling me, he's like, even today, you know, I've got the rest of the day. I'm, I'm just going to take it off. I was like, man, that's great. I was like, what are you going to do? He said, I'll probably go home and uh, work around the house, clean out the garage. I was like, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of, whole lot of rest, man. That doesn't, I mean, I, I don't have a garage right now, but I had a garage. And if anybody's garage looked like my garage, cleaning it out was not, that was like, that was a couple day chore. That was not something that you could do in like a part of a day. It was a big deal. I was like, well, man, you know, good, good luck with it. I was like, if I give you any advice, I'd, I'd say, just have some rest. Take, take some rest. He's like, oh, man, if I, feel, feel, if I feel like I need it, I'll do it. I'm like, okay. I'm reminded that I don't think God took that day of rest because he was tired. He, he could have probably, knowing God, he could have probably kept going. So the, the, the Hebrew people, they, they take this idea of Shabbat, they hear it. Uh, from 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 God from the cre- the creation story, but it doesn't even it doesn't stop just there, right? I believe that God does this one as as an example. He takes the Sabbath as an example to us. He's showing us how, how when it comes to to the work week, when it comes to how you do life, that that at some point it's it, the energy that you have and the, the 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 mental capacity you have is not it's not this infinite thing. It has it has a there, there is there's an emptiness that can happen because of it if you don't take time and stop. You know, I think about this, uh, the Starbucks cup, you know, as I continue to drink it, man, it'd be great if, if it would just continue to pour out, right? Never-ending, never-ending uh, Starbucks coffee cup, right? I know some of you ladies, you would love to see that, right? You don't have to go spend money anymore. But there comes a time as when it continues to get poured out, it's got to stop, and it's got to get refilled. It can't, it can't continue to pour out, continue to pour out, because at some point it just becomes useless. It becomes almost worthless if it doesn't stop and get refilled. So I think God, he shows us this idea of, of Sabbath and shares it with us as an example, but also... Because I think as, as his creation, as his sons and daughters, he wants us to be able to enjoy the life that's around us. You think about Adam and Eve. One of the things that it says that God and Adam and Eve did in the garden is they would take time in the cool of the day and they would walk through the garden. And, and I don't think that that time was, was so that God could give them a list of chores to do. It wasn't so they could go out and, and pull weeds or do whatever they needed. It was, I think it was time to, to spend with one another. It was time of, of rest and enjoyment. Continues on in um, the book of Exodus, uh, Moses is actually uh, pulling the people out of Egypt. He's, he's taking them on this journey to the, to the promised land. They don't know how long it's going to take, but at some point along the way, as, as chaos ensues, as they don't know how necessarily they're supposed to live, God gives them this, this, this list of of laws. Many of us, we think about the Ten Commandments and we're like, man, there's just, I hate getting rules. It's just all about rules. But in those days, this was something that was actually very much welcomed. 
It was something that, that the people were like, man, we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. We don't know what we're supposed to be doing next. There's so many different people arguing. Man, it'd be great if God just said, hey, these are things that you need to, this is for your protection. This is for, for your success in life. Do this. And so God gives Moses these, these 10 commandments. You know, I was thinking the other day, um, Erica sends me these Instagram reels every now and then. Anyone, anybody's wife sent them Instagram reels? A couple of people? Most of the stuff is about, like, like wives making fun of husbands for not taking out the trash or something like that or, or having, like, selective hearing or whatever. I just say, I don't know. What did you say? Um, but she sent me this one. It was of this guy. He's, like, in Times Square, and he's asking people questions about history, you know, like, or, or even, like, common sense questions like, okay, how many minutes are in an hour? And because the people are on camera, they have no They're, like, they're just, you know, they're shocked. And so you get, like, wild answers. The guy, some lady's like, a hundred? Or how many states or how many states are in the United States? And they're like, 75? You, like, just have no idea. And my favorite thing is, like, at the end of it, he doesn't correct him. He just says, yes. How many cents are in a dollar? 50? Yes. He just sends them on their way. I had thought it'd be funny if, uh, if someone at the... Uh, at the front, day, front uh, door today, like, had a camera or whatever to pull out their phone and started asking people, can you list off the Ten Commandments and just, like, see what was said, you know? Kind of just, kind of even let the kids say, like, it, I think it'd be hilarious to hear some of the, some of the answers. Some people would get, would get some right, right? You'd get, like, uh, honor your father and mother. My mom made sure to tell me, like, this is, this is in the Ten Commandments, Brian. This is the first commandment with a promise. You've got to honor your father and your mother. People would say things like, uh, you know, not murder, uh, without shot, not murder. That's the Ten Commandments, right? We shouldn't commit adultery. We shouldn't steal. We shouldn't lie. We shouldn't covet. All these things are pretty important, right? You would think, like, like murder, that's a, that's a big one. Like, we shouldn't, we should understand that the Ten Commandments, part of the, the, the law that God's given us to not, is to not murder. That's an important one. But do you realize that before the murder part, before the honor of your father and mother, before the adultery, before stealing and before lying, before coveting, on this, on this whole list, before all of these, is this one about the Sabbath. Be, be, before the rest, be, in, in, in order, the Sabbath comes before the rest of these things. Exodus chapter 20 Verse 8 through 11 says, it says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it, here's this word again, holy. You have six days each of the week uh, to do ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes your sons, your daughters, and your male and female servants, your livestock, your foreign, uh, uh, any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. I'm going to tell you, I think this is an area that in, in life the, the church like, doesn't talk about a whole lot. This is something like we don't discuss much. Because our culture is like, man, just... Do all the work that you can do. You got to get stuff done. 
You right, you got you got to finish these projects. You got to fix your house up because one day you're going to have to sell it. You got these two days outside of the rest of your work that you got to you got to make sure the house is done so that you can go back to work and do some more work. And we get caught up in this whole cycle of our culture says go 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 work 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 work. But God says like part of part of the design that I have for you, part of the example I've set for you, part of holiness is to take a day and to stop and to cease. I think it's something that we continue to fight with. And I think a lot of it stems from trust. Because we know how valuable time is. We know, we know how, much, how, much things, how much time there is in a day. There's so many other things that take over time. We know how many projects we've got coming up. And so we've got to, we, 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 take, we choose to take this time to, to try to play catch up because we don't know what's going to happen the next day. And the idea of just stopping and not doing anything for a little bit, of, of ceasing and resting, is, is outside of what culture says we should be doing. Churches don't talk about this a whole lot. But you know who does have it right? This is, this is an example that we should, we should follow. There's an organization that I'm pretty sure my family solely keeps in business called Chick-fil-A. Anybody here like Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, how many of you guys know the, the, the manager of the Edgewater branch by his first name? He's a great dude. Love him. He's Jack, too. Like, he, he, I get through there, and he says, it's my pleasure. I was like, well, I'm glad, because I don't want to get on the opposite end of whatever's not your pleasure. The guy could, like, rip my head off with one arm. Big fan of Chick-fil-A. I remember talking to Eric, uh, one of my buddies, Eric Lancaster, and he, at some point, had seen a study done that, that if you had a Chick-fil-A on one corner, if you had a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a Taco Bell on the other corners, he said, and they, they all work, do work and all do business in a week. He said, Chick-fil-A, that Chick-fil-A will bring in more money and do more business than those other three combined. And they're working one day less than all of them. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see any end in the, in, in the foresight of Chick-fil-A, right? They're going to keep, they're going to keep going. Burger King, on the other hand, I don't know, man. You'd be praying for Burger King. But they get it. The founders said, no, we're not doing it. We'll give our people a day to rest. God said we should rest. We're going to, tell, we're going to give them a day to rest. It's like, well, man, there's single moms that like work at Chick-fil-A that they could use an extra day of work. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to stop because we think it's important for our people to rest. I feel like when we read that, that part in Exodus, it's, it's easy for our, like the rebellious part in our minds or the our human part to like come out and say, like, it's just another rule. I hate rules. I'm going to tell you, I'm not a big fan of rules either. Like my mom would tell you, I was like, I broke about every rule that we had as a kid. And I'm, the fact that she, you know, I wasn't on an episode of Snapped or something like that from my mom just like beating me over the head with something. I don't know how. But Jesus, he talks about the Sabbath in such a way that, that he kind of he sorts through 
that, that feeling that you might have of like wanting to push back, that, that feeling of, of, of pushing against the rules. When it comes specifically even to the, the, to the different uh, uh, people that were protecting the, the Jewish faith, protecting the law. It says in the book of Mark chapter 2, verse 23, it says one Sabbath day, this is the day of rest, this is when nobody's supposed to be doing anything, everyone's be, supposed to be resting. He says Jesus was walking through some grain fields, and he and his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees, these defenders of the faith, they saw this and they said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? At some point, these, these Pharisees were so focused on this, like, these are the rules and these are the laws and this is what you're supposed to do and you can't go outside of this at all. They got off track of what the purpose behind it was. He said, these people are breaking the law on the Sabbath. They're working. But then Jesus said to them in the next verse, he says, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. I, I, I think part of what our call is today, of what, what I think God's trying to communicate in his example and is, is not that as a church or as followers we should, we've got to obey the law we've got to stay inside the lines we've got to do this thing that's going to be out, widely outside of what the culture says I think he, he communicates this as a warning to us he sets this example because he, he says hey for, for you to experience life for you to live out the purpose I called you to, I, I need you to spend time in stopping, ceasing, and, and getting poured into so that you can continue to be poured out. This, this idea of Sabbath isn't something that, that we should look at and, and, and think, man, okay, I gotta shut down everything. I gotta, you know, it's, it's all about the rules. I gotta make sure I don't do anything. Can't make any peanut butter sandwiches on Sunday. I don't think that's, I don't think that's what God's asking for. I think what God is saying is like, hey, you got to understand that, that I didn't create you to be continually, continually, continually poured out. Because if you do that, you'll become empty. You got to stop. You got to take a break. You got to cease and give an opportunity to be poured back into. For your family's sake, for your sake. And we got a lot of strong dudes, strong dudes in, 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 our, uh, in our church. Some of these guys, I'm like, dude, we need to start the, I don't know if you guys remember, there used to be this, uh, this old church group. They were called the Power Team. You guys remember them? They would, like, break, like, baseball bats and stuff like that. I saw them as a kid and tried to go home and, like, rip a phone. It didn't work. I grabbed our, like, family phone book, which was, like, 10 pages and ripped it in half. There I go, breaking the rules again. Mom got pissed off. We've got some strong dudes that are capable of, of anything. They keep going, 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 going. I, I don't think you taking a break, you taking a Sabbath is, is something that is meant because you can't keep going. I think, I think God's trying to communicate to you 
you're not made to keep going. You're made to stop. You're made to enjoy, experience time with your family. We've got a good friend uh, named Daniel. Daniel helps out with set up and tear down a lot. What's up, buddy? Um, Daniel's a commercial fisherman. And uh, for my birthday a couple weeks ago, he it's like, hey, man, you want to come out and hang out with me? So I got to go fishing for the day, and, you know, I got a quota I got to fill, and a certain amount of time I got to get a fill it in. It's like, sure, let's go out. And it was one of those things that was like, it was one of the best fishing days I'd ever had. It was great. I mean, the weather was terrible. I almost threw up like 15 times. But Daniel, like, got us on the fish, caught the fish. I mean, within, I mean, quota was filled within maybe an hour and a half. I was like, man, you do this every day. He's like, yeah, I got about eight weeks to get this done. And so I, I come out every day that I can, even if the weather's bad. He said, except for Sunday. I don't go out on Sunday. I was like, well, I mean, can you make catch up, you know, make up? No, no, just can't. I just don't go out. I go to church on Sunday. I take a rest on Sunday. Sunday's the day to, Sunday's the day to stop. As I'm talking to him and I'm doing the math in my head and I'm like, well, dude, I mean, you're missing out on six Sundays and at X dollars a day that you can make on catching these fish. I'm like, that's it's kind of a big, kind of a big deal. You're missing out on some serious money. He said, man, I'm going to tell you right now. He's like, I've had one of the best seasons of my entire life. He said, I think it's because I continue to put my trust in God. I'm going to continue to be faithful with what he's given me. He shows me where to go and what to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And so Sundays, I'm keeping coming to church. And I'm not going to go out and fish. Because that's what I think God's telling me to do. It just resonated with me. What the Sabbath's about is about you being poured into. It's about you trusting and continuing to allow your roots of your faith to grow. Today I'm reminded that uh, 21 years ago, as I sat in science class in high school, I remember a teacher coming in and talking to another teacher, and school stopped. We started to look at the news. We put on the, the TVs and saw these two giant buildings in New York had been hit by planes. And what would come next, no one, no one could have imagined. It was heartbreaking. It was something that shaped our, shaped our country, shaped our lives. It's not something that's easy to remember back on. It's very hard to, to forget, but I remember that in those moments, having this eerie feeling because everyone stopped. Nobody was doing anything. Except for the people that were on the ground. I mean, the people here in Florida in my class and even people at work, they just stopped. They stopped working for a moment. They just looked on, a lot of people prayed. There wasn't much that we could do. 
Today we're 21 years past that day, which makes me feel incredibly old. But I'm also reminded that we've gotten past it. We, we continue to heal. There's families today that are still mourning their losses. But as a country, we were in the moments of stopping and ceasing of everything, we still were able to, to push through and survive. So today as we remember 9-11 and remember the families that have been that have experienced loss. Remember the changes in our country that have happened. I think it's also a sobering reminder to us that that we were created in our lives to, to have time of ceasing and stopping. We need to have that time for God to continue to pour into us for what's going to come next. So today, you know, I'm not expecting for you to go home and, you know, if you had plans to cut the grass and you don't want to cut the grass, man, tell your wife, hey, the pastor said today's the Sabbath, I can't cut the grass. That's great. You can go take a nap. But specifically for those of us that use the weekend to just continue to work to catch up, and we're getting caught in the cycle of go, 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 go. I got to make money where I can. I got to make money where I can't. I want to challenge you to just stop rest and cease and trust in God because you're missing out on an opportunity for a fantastic miracle to happen in your life where God can continue to show up continue to give you the time you need to do what you need to do with that I'm going to pray for us and we're singing one last song I apologize for, for taking a little bit longer this morning but I think, I think God's trying to adjust us a little bit to adjust our culture and maybe adjust the country that we live in for our better. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all that you've given us. God, I pray that uh, as we continue to think about this work week and continue to think about the things that we need to get done, as some of us stress and worry that there's not going to be enough time, Pray that in these moments we would remember that you are in control and that you're working all things for good for those that love you. So I pray that we would remember to keep this day holy, remember to cease and rest, and continue to connect our hearts to yours. I thank you so much for what's to come as we continue to pursue you. In Jesus' name we pray. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.